This is pretty interesting. A rescue dog program in the U.S. is actually working to give prisoners a, a new leash on life, if you will. The Positive Change Prison Program pairs convicts and parolees with rescued dogs for mutual rehabilitation. Now, most of the dogs have special needs, which are taken care of by the prisoners. Paroled inmates who have participated in the program say they weren't the ones who rescued these dogs, but the dogs actually rescued them. And for more on this, let's bring on Zach Scow. He's the creator of the Positive Change Program, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Well, tell us a bit about uh, the genesis of this. How did this program uh, come to be? Well, we had a, a friend of mine got out of prison after serving 13 years, and his mom was very concerned about him reoffending and going back. So we set him up with a, a dog that he adopted, uh, and it fundamentally changed his whole trajectory. You know, prison had kind of turned him into a feral person, uh, and having a dog, as you know, kind of forces you to interact with people when you have a dog with you all the time. Uh, he then went on to become the director of a of a animal welfare organization. We hired him to work at our ranch. He started giving his testimony. And that was an impetus to really get us working inside of the prison system and trying to start a program. Tell us about some of the needs that these dogs have, these uh, rescue dogs, when we say that uh, they have special needs that are taken care of uh, by the prisoners. Uh, what sort of issues are we talking about? Yeah, well, well, after we got into the prison program, which finally happened, we're now in four state prisons and one girls' juvenile facility. Uh, basically, what we do is take dogs from high-kill shelters, you know, shelters that are putting down dogs at a relatively alarming rate, uh, most of them have behavioral issues. Some of them are missing limbs. Some of them are from uh, China, Korea. They come from the meat trade. Uh, very difficult dogs to, to rehabilitate from a behavioral standpoint. And because these guys have become so good at what they do, they're, so, they're such invaluable trainers. They've been able to really turn around a lot of these dogs and um, 100% adoption rate. You know, all of the 200 dogs we've put through the program have been adopted into loving homes. We've graduated 300 inmates at a variety of our different facilities, which range from maximum security to minimum security. And like I said, uh, the only program of its kind in America, a, a juvenile girls program. And the dogs live, just to be clear, the dogs live inside a prison for, a, for three months. You know, it's a 14-week long program that they can enroll in as many times as they'd like. Uh, and it's proven to be just an amazing anti-recidivism tool. The majority of our guys who have now been paroled are enjoy a life in the pet services industry. They're either dog trainers, they work for other organizations, whether that be in rescue or in training and boarding. So we've, we found a way to plug in violent offenders into a $70 billion a year industry, which is the pet industry, uh, and keep them employed and instead of ending up back in prison, which 80% of them do. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that because, uh, you know, we've talked in the show uh, in the past about the jail, and it's basically there for, for two reasons. Uh, one is to punish, and two is to rehabilitate and uh, hopefully uh, make you a contributing member of society or set you back on, on the right path. Uh, what sort of interactions have you seen with the uh, prisoners and uh, these dogs and these pets? Uh, what do they take away from it that uh, kind of rehabilitates them? Well, it's transformative in a variety of ways, you know, primarily integrative. You know, prison is a very, very racially segregated place. It's like the Jim Crow South on steroids. You're not allowed to shower in the same places, eat in the same places, work out on the same equipment, talk on the same phones. So having our guys interact you know, across racial and gang lines and working to as dog rescuers and trainers, you know, they, they no longer are inmates in our program, they're dog rescuers and trainers. So having guys work across racial lines so they can really practice racial harmony before they're released in prison is incredibly valuable. They're also working on their energy. It's a very immersive program. They have tons of homework. They have to give presentations. They're working for 13 and a half hours a day with these dogs. So 
you know, a, a violent offender with no hope is a very dangerous thing, whether that be in prison or out of prison. And what it does is provide them some hope and gives them some purpose. Um, it's a very it's a terrible state of mind to be in when you don't have a purpose on this earth and you really have, you know, you consider yourself a throwaway person and so does the rest of the world. And we've kind of filed our inmates, you know, in various institutions, there's 33 of them in California alone. You know, we, we incarcerate two and a half million people in the United States of America a year. That's 25% of the entire world's prison population exists in America. And we're not really, the, the focus is punitive. The focus is punishing these guys as opposed to getting them on the track towards redemption. And what's so cool about the animal welfare space is we're all about second chances. The only reason I'm involved in this, having started Marley's Months 11 years ago, is because I was given a second chance in liver failure. You know, I'm a recovering addict alcoholic whose dog saved my life. And we ought to have a better path to redemption, you know, a real way for these guys to, to get back on the right track and give back to society. And instead, when they're released, we're setting them up for utter and complete failure and not only that, but to create victims in the process. You know, we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about the victims that are created when a guy, you know, reoffends. You know, Zach, uh, you said something really powerful there when you said, uh, when we lose purpose, when we lose hope, we have nothing. And I think that's something, is that something you believe that society's got to get by when it comes to offenders in jail? Uh, again, it's uh, there as punishment, sure, but we have to get past that to, that vengeance, if you will, that vengeful uh, feeling and, uh, you know, to, I guess, a higher level to uh, uh, how we can rehabilitate someone. Yeah, 100%. We have to shift our consciousness. Um, we have to stop thinking about punishing these guys as a way of, of making it better, as somehow curing the, the issue. You know, we have a legitimate problem with, with crime in this country, and we're not going to address it by simply looking at it in a punitive way. We have to start giving these guys options. And if you don't have any options and you can't get a job, and when you graduate, when you're released from prison, you are branded with a scarlet F on your forehead that says felon. You can't get hired. You can't get a job. Uh, so what else are you supposed to do but, but commit crime and end up back in prison? You know, And the beautiful thing about the pet animal welfare space is that it's, it's changing the way we – the lens by which we view inmates. So if I started – I'm here with a couple of our parolees in Washington, D.C. right now. If I started to talk to you about either one of them – you're going to take a look at them and their tattoos and how they come across, and you're not going to want to listen to me. But if it's in the context of the animals, that they, the, the death row dogs that they've rehabilitated and given a second chance at life to and how they're giving back and how they're now um, small business owners contributing to our economy and paying taxes, then I've got your ear. So it's a way to really shift our entire national consciousness in terms of how we do inmates. You know, people, people don't understand. This is a very marginalized population. And because they've committed a crime, we don't have a problem with marginalizing them. It's like, well, you messed up. So you're gonna have to live with that the rest of your life. How many of us, how many of your listeners out there, I mean, raise your hand who have done something terrible that they absolutely fundamentally disagree with in their heart, but they did it anyway. They messed up. They screwed up. I can think of thousands of things I've done, but I'm still here and I'm given an opportunity. And these guys ought to be given an opportunity too. And, and especially when the, when the blowback, if we don't, is that they create more victims. So it's something we really have to take a close look at. And yeah, Zach, listen, I got less than a minute, but I wanted to ask you, when we talk about the power and the interaction of uh, humans and animals in particular, uh, we're talking about uh, dogs, rescue uh, dogs uh, here. You know, I think a lot of times about the dogs that go to uh, nursing homes and provide uh, companionship uh, for, for the elderly. It's amazing yeah. uh, the power that animals can have on human beings. Uh, are you getting uh, traction uh, with this positive change uh, program uh, throughout the U.S.? Uh, is it something you recommend for us here on this side of the border 
100%. We've had a lot of outreach from Canada wanting to bring our positive change program there. And, and you're right. There's just something magical about the human-canine bond. Dog, dogs are medicine. As one of our primary programs, other than prison, is bringing therapy dogs all throughout our community and bringing that therapy. There's something magical about them that just helps change us. It helps shift us internally. It, it brings our dopamine levels up. It brings our cortisol levels down. It brings us together. It's something to agree on. And we, we're just scratching the surface on the future of the human-canine bond. But that's what our organization, Marley's Mutts, is all about, is, is, is finding how we can use rescue dogs to help rescue people. And that's what we need to keep focusing on and really propagate throughout the world. Love it. Zach, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Yeah, me too. Thanks very much. All right. Zach Scow is the creator of the Positive Change Program, uh, helping inmates through rescue dogs. 